Brian Nichols, you're a great man with some great ideas, a great podcast. Do you see why he's my favorite libertarian people? <laughs> yes. He's full of common sense and wisdom. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. Today I'm joined by easily one of the best of the best, Matt Kitty. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian, it's good to be with you. By the way, let me take a step back and say I love what you're doing. I love the conversational style, and it's a combination of good fun and serious ideas. I love the fact that your show's doing what it does, and, and this is how we win the future. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest-growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. There's so many things that we can do to make America freer and the world better and safer and more peaceful. Everybody has the responsibility of trying to help to do that. You know, what you're doing with your podcast is a perfect example of, you know, you're doing this as a labor of love and for the cause, and that is exactly what we have to have. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Hey, what's up, folks? It's Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us again to another fun-filled episode of The Brian Nichols Show. As always, a part of the greater We Are Libertarians Network. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode with Caleb Franz discussing the reintegration project over at the Liberty Initiative. What a phenomenal project he's doing there to help get people's lives back on track after they've uh, served their, their time there and are now ex-offenders looking for career paths out in the job market. And uh, today we're going to mix things up a little bit because I have another one of our fantastic podcasting media uh, entities here on The Brian Nichols Show. And you're, I'm sure, folks, you're familiar with him from his days back when he was riding solo at, at a blast off with Johnny Rocket. But now he's got a lot of stuff that he's been he's been working on and that he's really he's built. And it is now this media empire, which is the Launchpad Media. So discuss his new venture and to discuss his growing empire. Joining me on The Brian Nichols Show is Johnny Adams from Blast Off of Johnny Rocket and the Launchpad Media. Johnny, welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Brian, thanks a lot for having me on here, brother. Absolutely. And I know we've been working on a little bit behind the scenes, first and foremost, to get 2020 uh, presidential uh, candidate there for the Libertarian Party, Kim Ruff, on my show. Yeah. And I had her on back a couple weeks ago, and she was an absolutely fantastic person to have in the show. Not only is she incredibly, incredibly smart, and intelligent and knows exactly what she's talking about, but she is just an absolutely wonderful, just just genuinely nice person. So she is. Yeah. I, I, she, I have she, good taste. I have good taste, sir. You have very good taste, sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, I talking to her, she gave a vision for what she sees as the future for libertarianism, but also the way to promote liberty ideals. And she was talking about uh, trying to utilize empathy and trying to um, really paint the picture and, and build stories. And I just, I love the the manner that she was approaching this. And and that's kind of the way I've approached my show, uh, to be quite honest, is trying to change hearts and minds by having, frankly, real, honest, open conversations with people that are sometimes, yes, uncomfortable. Um, but at the same point in time, it's important to help us understand, number one, more what we believe and kind of to, to work through our own, our own uh, solutions and our own policies. But then to figure out how other people um, are, are clicking and, and how their mindset works and how we, maybe we can help change their minds or, or at the very least show them a different way of thinking. Sure. And what you've yeah. Been, yeah, and what you've been doing over at, at you know number one, you had blast off with, with Johnny Rocket for a number of years, but you've rebranded here in in recent months, and you are now part of this this greater Launchpad Media. So mm-hmm. before we we dig into the Launchpad Media, 
I want you to, if you could, give us a little bit of background, number one, into what brought you into politics, but then what what made your, your fascination towards this media slash um, production entity mindset, mm-hmm. starting out bl- uh, Blast Off with Johnny Rocket, and then, of course, as we are here today, turning into the Launchpad Media. Well, I, it started basically, I was in the military. <laughs> that's That's the funny part. I was in the military, and I figured... I saw all the fraud, waste, and abuse in the system in itself because I was part of the system at one time. And I just saw all the wastefulness and the corruption and the politics in the military. And I just thought it was bullshit. Sorry, my language. I don't know if this is a PG-13 show or not. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> we'll make it work. Along, it's okay. <laughs> moving along. And uh, I, again, for the record, I do not take the same approach as Kim does in regards to empathy. I, I really like to say F off to people. And that's my gig, you know. But... Uh, <laughs> No, I, you know, the thing is, it got me into libertarianism and I started kind of distrusting the state and the government. And I found this little guy called Ron Paul and, uh, and coupled with shows like bullshit, Penn and Teller's bullshit and, uh, libertarian comedians like Doug Stanhope. And I started getting into the ideas of liberty through, through, through media, through media in itself. And at the time I was in a rock and roll band in Seattle, Washington. And, you know, I was always artistic and I drew comic books when I was in high school. And I I really was fascinated with the visual and audio arts. And I I just figured, hey, we need to do this and we need to, you know, make a a Liberty show that's fun. So I was sitting around my apartment in Seattle and I figured I would start the Johnny Rockets Launchpad. And that was actually the first show was the, the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. And I did that show for about four and a half years, and we had a couple of our co-hosts who had left. And so finally I said, you know what? It's time to rebrand the show. I ended it with one episode 150 with Tom Woods. And I said, I'm going to rebrand the show, call it Blast Off. And then I uh, met a friend of mine named Raylene Lightheart, and I said, hey, why don't we re- rebrand the show, bring it out again. And at the same time, we launched Launchpad Media. And I did that with one of my great friends, Mr. Alexander Meyer, who uh, is actually the founder of the new agorist beer company. And so basically he's a graphic designer. We figured, hey, why don't we have a hub for liberty-based topics? And it all doesn't have to be uh, serious. It could be fun or some of it's serious, some of it's fun, some of it's goofy, some of it's just downright offensive. (laughs) But we wanted to do this so we can have a a different, a, a cornucopia of liberty and different shows that are, promoting the arts and the media. And I think that's the way to get into people's heads. The ideas of liberty is through entertainment. And I, I don't think we're necessarily going to do it by, you know, reading economics book. I, I think the economics side is great. And I think there's a, there's value for that, but I think people want to be entertained first. And I think, you know, I, with upcoming movies, you know, we're, we're trying to find like hidden messages in movies, you know, like the, me and Kim are actually talking about the captain America movies being actually one of the most libertarian films out there. Agreed. And yep. I, I just love those movies. And and so, like, I think that's important that if we need more content creators to to do things like that, not necessarily make a movie about libertarianism, but actually make a good movie with liberty in it. So that's my thing. This is what we're trying to do is change hearts and minds through culture, through media and through entertainment. And you built up this uh, this you know beginning of an empire, really. With, I'm trying. Uh, with- I'm trying, man. It's I mean, it's not that big yet, but it's growing every day. It's like <laughs> we got more and more people who are like, hey, you know what? This is really great. And maybe somebody doesn't like a show that's on the. I, I hope, hopefully not. But let's just say somebody doesn't like a show on our network. 
there's going to be a show that they will. So it's it again, it doesn't it's not a one size fits all kind of network. We want to be as diverse as possible so we can capture somebody. Somebody will like something on our network for sure. Uh, And I think that's the main goal for a lot of these libertarian or just liberty oriented podcasts is to try and find a niche within whatever the uh, the respective area is to bring people into the movement. So, I mean. I was actually just talking with uh, with Chris Spangle the other day from the uh, the big show at We Are Libertarians. Right, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I was just talking to him, you know, off the record. And I was, well, I guess it wasn't really off the record. It was just us chatting. But um, I, was, I was asking him, I was like, you know, I've really noticed in the past, especially past a uh, couple months or so, that, you know, my numbers have have doubled, essentially. And I'm, you know, getting sure. thousands of downloads a month. And I'm just like, wow, this is, this is uh, you know, this is great. And uh, he was saying, you know, you, you see a lot of these, these libertarian or, or liberty-leaning podcasts that kind of worked for the top so obviously you have your, your jason stapleton's and your tom woods and dave smith and michael malice and all them at the top and then you have like this this next level of of libertarian podcast and it's mm-hmm. the we are libertarians it's the the blast off with johnny rockets part of the launchpad media you it's have lines of liberty yeah. exactly you have mark over at lions of liberty and uh mm-hmm. um, yeah you know, i was i was shocked but also very proud of myself that year in the past year we've kind of gotten into that echelon myself at the brian nichols show so to see that there are people within this this greater movement who are approaching marketing liberty in that that try you know very relatable sense. It's, exactly, it's yeah. refreshing to see that that we're starting to make more and more of a push versus the more um, as you mentioned sitting there reading an economics textbook uh, that doesn't necessarily help uh, to convince people over to our side and to win a lot of hearts and minds. We have to really make those compelling arguments. We have to be able to explain. The, the way that liberty impacts real everyday situations in their lives. And I think what you're doing over, obviously, at not only Launchpad Media, but at Blastoff with Johnny Rocket has been instrumental in actually making that a reality. So let's mm-hmm. rewind a little bit. And I like part of this show I like to do about this show is to just kind of learn where people turn into libertarians, because I think a lot of people who listen to this show, and I actually I know for a fact, based on a lot of the, the emails I get from folks, is that. They listen to this show and they can hear their them, their own journey into learning about libertarianism and turning into a full-blown libertarian sure. through the stories that my guests tell. Because each guest has a different story. Some guests come more from the left side of things. Other guests started more on the right-hand side of things. And they find themselves slowly drifting closer and closer to that libertarian sweet spot. So, Johnny, to, to, to in a word or two, give us a, kind of your, your story. What brought you to be the the libertarian that you are today and uh and then with that what made you say hey you know what the podcast or marketing slash media medium is going to be a great tool for me to uh, to spread this idea that i have and uh actually change hearts and minds on, on your end well I, you know what's funny man is actually by doing the show i became a better libertarian like i started interviewing people who you know at first i was kind of a minarchist it was a very much a uh government, a a status light libertarian, you know, and I was, I guess I came from the right, if anything, I definitely came from the right. Um, But, you know, I, I learned so much about liberty. And at one point when I first started the show, I was sort of a, uh, I I wasn't anti-war. How's that? For example, I wasn't necessarily an anti-war libertarian. A lot of people would be like, what? That goes against the entire idea of liberty. And, um, I, at one point, I was kind of a pro-war libertarian, and I don't know if you can be that, um, but at the same time, I was, and I, I wasn't I, a very good libertarian, Brian. I'm going to be honest, man. I sucked. 
You know what? I think that's good though, because I think a lot of people come from that mindset. It's like, oh my God, I sin- like, forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. Yes, yes, dude. I had <laughs> sinned a lot. And I was promoting these ideas. And as I learned, I think interviewing people and understanding it more advanced concepts, doing the show in itself made me better because I had a, a, a bigger grasp of what Liberty was. I actually researched a whole bunch of things. And uh, actually, the people at the Mises Institute, um, with the with their books and their videos and stuff like that, and the Austrian School of Economics also helped me become a better libertarian. So I think it, it, economics is the the cornerstone of liberty. And by understanding and having a very good grasp of economic theory, especially the Austrian school and even the Chicago, um, I believe you know you you become a better libertarian because you understand these advanced concepts that are not very not necessarily very uh, intuitive. And so at first, anyways. And so I think, yeah, basically it was economics and educating myself, reading books and interviewing these great, wonderful libertarians that I've had on the show for the last four and a half years. And actually even hanging out and talking to like Mr. Chris Spangle and Mark Claire and talking to other podcasters, their experiences also, I became a better libertarian and how to, how to, how to sell the product. And so I was listening to what they were doing and understanding that they were using comedy, humor, uh, drinking beer, stuff like that. And I thought that was great because, you know, we can't take ourselves that seriously. We're not, I'm not, I've never claimed to be an intellectual, never. And it's not part of my brand, <laughs> you know, like, I don't talk like this, yes. but you know, I'm not an intellectual, but I am well-read and I, I've talked to so many people and I, I do, I do think there's some value in there. I think people, one of the reasons I, one of the reasons I think people can relate to me is I'm your average guy. That's who I'm trying to sell Liberty to. I'm not trying to sell it to a bunch of suits. I'm trying to sell it to Bob down the street who drinks at the local pub, you know, and maybe chain smokes. And those are my people, <laughs> you know, those are my guys, you know, yeah. and who listen to rock and roll. And so I figured there would be a really cool way to bring it in with having Liberty and rock and roll and smoking and drinking and have people off on this rockabilly landscape of music and incorporate the ideas of Liberty into it. I mean, come on, that sounds like a fun show, man. I mean, that's what I want to do is make it cool and make Liberty fun. And I, I don't think we're mm-hmm. doing that. I think there's a, like, I think you are. And I think Chris is. And, you know, speaking of Chris, <laughs> you know, Chris Spengel's a good guy, but <laughs> you know about our League of Liberty podcast? I've, I've heard of it. You, uh, Mark Claire, Roger Paxson over at the Lava Flow, and then obviously uh, dear leader Chris Spengel from the We Are Libertarians Network. Yeah. Yeah. So we do, we do a monthly podcast called the League of Liberty. And I have so much fun doing that because, I mean, we, we go in, into this show going, what are we going to talk about? I have no idea. And it just, it, it, it's, it happens. It, it, it organically creates itself. We're not planning anything. We're not, we're going, we're not going to talk about this, this, and this. We just do it. And it's spontaneous order right there happening in front of our eyes. And I just love the idea with hanging out with those guys. But yeah, those, listening to those guys and, and talking and the guests in itself, having these cool guests man, it makes me, it makes me excited to do this every week. It really does. I mean, this is, and I hope it's conveyed through my messaging. I hope it's conveyed through my shows that I really am excited to do this. And I, it's a passion project. You know what I mean? It's like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm getting paid a little bit or I'm not going to lie, man. I'm getting paid a little bit, but I, you know, it's not enough to pay the bills. Let me tell you that way. It's it's (laughs) It's nothing to write home about and say, Hey mom and dad. So it's not, it's not like you're writing home about saying like, oh, look at this treasure trove of, of dollars and cents I'm coming home right. with for doing a libertarian no. podcast. I no. mean, 
Heck, people, when they listen to my show here, the intro of my show, I had Dean Clancy, former White House policy advisor on my show back in February of last year. And uh, I, I use a segment of his his interview for my intro where he goes, well, and, and you know, we need more, pe- more people like you doing this. I mean, you're doing this as a labor of love and for the cause. And I, <laughs> I chuckle because it's exactly what it is. I mean, nobody becomes a libertarian or let's take a step further, a libertarian media influencer. To, to get rich. That's just that that's it, not it, real life. <laughs> well, there's like a few of them. There's like maybe Reason Magazine. But they're the you know, exception and, to the that's rule. About it. <laughs> I mean, good luck. And and they're kind of they're playing it safe sometimes. I, I mean, to me, it's like Liberty or Reason Magazine's a Liberty article or art, Liberty, Libertarian Magazine. Hopefully you edit that out because I'm an idiot. <clears throat> <laughs> I just woke up, Brian. So excuse me. I can't talk yet. Um, oh, it's real. No worries, Johnny. Uh so, yeah, Reason Magazine is probably the most mainstream thing we have. And, again, they kind of play it in the middle of the road. And um, they're not as radical as they should be, I think. Um, but, again, there's mm-hmm. great – I don't know, man. I, I just think that we need some cooler outlets out there. And I think, you know, again, Chris Spangle's doing his own media thing. And Roger Paxton's doing it. And now I'm yeah. doing it. And mm-hmm. there's yeah. a trend going on here. You, you know, and uh, I think we need more of us out there. Um, well, let's let's go back a little bit there to uh, to you mentioned reason. I think that's a, an interesting area to kind of dig into really quick because you mentioned they, they keep it relatively safe. And, you know, I'm actually I'm working right now with uh, with Nick Gillespie to have him on my show here in the next few months or so. Uh, uh-huh. But his schedule is, is you know absolutely crazy. But, you know, to have someone like Nick on who, like you mentioned, is more mainstream. I mean, Nick's been on Bill Maher um, to be the libertarian. He's been on variety of these these larger you know media entities whether it's cnn or fox news or what have you and um yeah it, it, like you said reason quote unquote plays it safe but conversely i almost feel like they're playing it safe because they're trying to appeal to a market of people who maybe aren't they're not in that uh liberty curious mindset yet and like you, going back to actually a point you brought up to begin with about you know ec- economics is really that main fundamental key to understanding and then digging deeper into libertarianism. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, just look at what we have right now with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and the, and the Bernie Bros, and there seems to be a fundamental lack of understanding just just the the very basics of economics, the very basics of supply and demand, the very mm-hmm. basic yeah. understanding of the value. Of, of not only um, one's labor, but then the value that that brings to a community. And the and I know the word community is like a dirty word for a lot of libertarians, but sorry, folks, community exists even in a libertarian society. Um, it does. As <laughs> which, long as it's voluntary. Yeah. I was going to say, that, that's a whole other subsection where people yeah, exactly. say, you, you can't be a socialist and a libertarian. It's like, well, you could actually be a socialist and a libertarian as long as you're not making everybody else be a, a socialist with you. But I digress. We're not going down that rabbit hole today. Okay. Um, but, uh, but, but like reason, I think they're, they're, approaching the the libertarian messaging and marketing through the lens that they're saying well let's let's start out in this very wishy-washy mm-hmm. easy to understand yes. approach and then once somebody starts you know they, they read a couple articles from reason and then they, they get a little interested and they're saying you know what maybe i want to learn a little bit more so they go to the google machine or they go to DuckDuckGo and they start looking for libertarianism um or or notable libertarians and they see more about ron paul maybe they learn more about uh, you know, it could be Tom Woods or Jeff, Jeffrey Tucker from AIER or Steve Horowitz. And they start reading more and more about libertarians and they start learning more about the philosophy. And they're like, you know what? I, I want to learn more. And then they start listening to libertarian podcasts 
and they start finding we are libertarians and, and blast off with Johnny Rocket and part that's of the right. Launchpad media. And that's where we have our role to come in say, all right, so you've taken that first step. Great. Here we are. We're actually going to help you, number one, learn more about the libertarian ideals. But at the same point in time, here's a common objection you're going to get as, you know, not only a person who's curious in libertarianism, but this is the way you're going to counter those objections. These are the ways that you're going to be able to better articulate libertarian ideals. So I look at something like, like reason and I see the value that they have in terms of bringing people into the movement for that first time and giving us, the the podcasters, the media within their larger libertarian movement, giving us right. the opportunity to then use our bully pulpits, if you will, which I'm not sure what really big of a pulpit it is, at least our microphones, and to be able to then speak to them directly and help continue the training. It's almost, I feel like Darth Vader, like I'm going I, to continue I, your, yeah. your training. I get, I get what you're saying, but here's the thing, Brian. I, I, I get where you're going. But at the same time, I also think, you know, like Reason Magazine in some regards is kind of like the, the Gary Johnson of liberty, right? I mean, okay, it's like, I can see that. Uh, you know, I'm fiscally conservative and socially liberal. And to me, I felt like when I first started getting into the libertarian idea or the philosophy, I, I, I did see Gary Johnson. And Gary Johnson pretty much, you know, was trying to, you know, walk in that safe line. And what ended up happening was, is I felt like I've been lied to. And I'd rather know, I understand that, you know, you know, it's like getting Liberty out there with lube, right? You know, that's basically what it is. It's like, <laughs> lube it up. We're going in. But I'd rather have that because, you know, it's, it's not going to hurt, baby. It's not going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And, and, and it should hurt because there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff we've been lied to. And I understand what you're saying. We have to go in slow and easy because sometimes, but at the same time, I don't think we should change what we're speaking about. You know, they really don't bring up the points of right. the individual and self-ownership and and the morality of liberty. And, and to me, that's more important than the politics. You know, and if we, everyone yeah. lives by the non-aggression principle, I think that is what we should be teaching. Because from there, everything else falls in line. You know, you can't be, you know, taxation is theft and then be for some military. You know, if you understand right. the, the ideas of it. Now, if you want to voluntarily give to the military, that's on you. But to me, that's more important than actually trying to self, uh, soft serve the message. I would rather it be bold, unapologetic, and honest. That's how I view it. And I think if we're that way mm -hmm. from the beginning, we're going to get the people who are actually going to stay and grow within the party or the movement in itself, not necessarily the party, but in until, the movement itself. I was going to say, until they get scared off by the, uh, the hordes of NCAPs who tell them they're not libertarian enough. Well, they, see, that's a problem with the ANCAPs. <laughs> they just need to move out of their, their mom's basement, all right? I mean, a majority of them have nothing better to do. And you're right. I mean, it, that isn't necessarily the best way to get people to stay. But it's a learning process, and I think we should be uh, patient with some people. And I think, you know, mm -hmm. for example, I was a minarchist, but a lot of the anarchists actually took a liking to me because I still had the foundational ideas in place, self-ownership individual rights, um, free markets, voluntarism. To me, that's important. And I, I've always had that. And except for the military, you know, I had that, well, we need, you know, courts, cops, and military. That was my positioning for like five years. Mm -hmm. And it took, one day it just took me like, boom, it happened. I was reading Murray Rothbard and I was like, I'm an anarchist. I didn't realize it, but here I go. And it was like finding my religion, man. It really was finding my religion. And it was crazy. 
It was crazy. Well, and this is the part I think a lot of libertarians, they hate to acknowledge Mm -hmm. um, because it shows that they're not that different from the other two parties. And the fact that libertarianism is it's on a spectrum. It it has a lot of different means of thinking within the greater libertarian um, the libertarian sphere of influence. So sure. yeah. I'll, I'll give an example for, let's say, the Republican Party, because I think a lot of people listening to the show can more relate to being a former member of the GOP and now dabbling in libertarianism, is that within libertarian circles, obviously, or I'm sorry, within conservative or, or Republican circles, you'll have your, your moderate slash centrist uh, individuals. You'll have your, your neocon war hawks. You'll have your your social conservatives, you'll have your paleo conservatives, you'll have mm-hmm. even some libertarian leaning members such as like Thomas Massey or Justin Amash and even, yes, Rand Paul. And right. then they can see when they go into libertarianism that, well, this is what I experienced in the GOP. I There's many different sects of thought within the greater movement, but we all understood that we still had this common underlying principle of unity that we can stick to. And we can use our use that as a means to, yes, at some points debate bigger policy. But when it comes to the, the really, really, really big stuff that's based on fundamental shared values, we can agree. And then you go to the libertarian right. movement and you have, I mean, you have minarchists, you have anarchists, you have classical liberals, you have ANCAPs, you have uh, paleo-libertarians. I mean, you go through the, the, the list of all these different subsects in libertarianism and it, it's gotten to the point, and, and this is where I would like to see your opinion on this too, is that it's funneled from having these different subsects of libertarianism and each individual subsect understanding their role and their value, but still agreeing to get along for the sake of promoting the greater underlying values and principles of libertarianism. It's turned away from that more so to the purity test, the how libertarian can I show everybody else that I am? And then with that, basically funneling and pushing out these other voices who aren't the strict Puritan libertarians, which mm-hmm. inevitably leads to the ANCAP side of things within the liberty movement. Okay, good point. I, I do get I get where you're going. Um, but the thing is, what makes liberty libertarians different than the Republicans or Democrats, first and foremost, is we have principles. They have no idea where they stand on anything. Like, they have, name me what a Republican principle is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll give you one because I, okay. I come. Well, I, mean, I was just I'm, right I'm saying wing, this, so I mean, I was just like pro war. <laughs> I was saying very, very broadly, and I'm I'm speaking as a very right. Like I don't say I'm a reformed Republican. I mean, I, I kind of am, but like I still live in, with people in the mindset of that sure. in this world. So I mean, they they view uh, traditional values, not necessarily mm-hmm. saying anti-gay or anti what have you, but more pro-family, pro religion they have a more uh, mentality of keeping government relatively small but still being able to accomplish the necessary things like infrastructure or uh, you know having a, a ready and able military to defend its citizens so they go into that mindset and that's the general i think the general unifying bond of quote unquote principles within that movement yeah but i wouldn't even say that's a, a principle it's not like you know you could you could be a libertarian and have those traditional values like I do. I actually am very old school and I believe in having those, but I also believe that it's not the state to get involved in it. Where I think that they want to use the state 
to get their moral and traditional values instilled and make them legislation. Agreed. Yep. So, okay. So I, I think libertarianism is the only philosophy that actually is based on principles. And that is just kind of a preference versus a principle. Um, and so that's a good point. I mean, I think that, you know, there is like a, there's a lot of asshole libertarians, just like they're asshole Republicans. Uh, what I'm saying is, Again, I, I think it. I don't think it's necessarily a purity test. I think that if people just kind of basically believe in the fundamentals, the principles of liberty, self indiv- the individual, self ownership, things along property rights, bam, that's a good start. And I can I'll, and I'll go to bat for you, you know. And I think that's where we sh- if we get people into that mindset, I think we're we're winning the game. We're winning. Um, but to me, it's like we shouldn't sell. We shouldn't lie to people and just say. Well, we're fiscally conservative and we're socially liberal. To me, that doesn't say anything. That's not a principle. That's just bullshit. You know, to me, it's like you're an individual. You own yourself. Yes. All right. You can do whatever you want. Yes. You just don't harm people. Don't take their stuff. Do you agree? Yes. Boom. You apply that to everything across the board. There you have it. To me, it's pretty simple. I yeah. may be wrong, though. I'm not trying to be like I'm, I'm not like number one, the most pure libertarian there is. I have a, I have status things that I have done or have said. To this day, I'm like, oh, man, that sounds really statist, man. What the hell? Um, and we all have that. You know what I mean? And one of the questions yeah. I ask a lot of my guests, what is the most statist thing about you? And they're like, oh, man, I have to admit this. It's funny, though. Everyone has their statist moments. I mean, I know I do. I'm, I'm much <laughs> more, go. I say I'm much more, uh, I want to say hawkish because I'm the right term at all. But, you know, much more, um, I think, realistic when it comes to looking at border issues. Um, and I know, I know libertarians hate the word realistic because it almost always is used to discredit anything libertarian. Um, I just, and this is the part I'm going to make a lot of my audience mad. I just, I have okay, trouble sometimes. for you to tell me your status thing. And here it is. Yeah. All right, cool. Hey, well, I was going to say, I think, I think this is just an overlying, um, problem with, with uh-huh. the libertarian mindset. And it kind of goes to this, this greater, you know, what is your, your status moment? And, uh, it's that libertarians, unfortunately, like our, our socialists and communists, um, you know, friends, they get stuck in the um, the Puritan utopian mindset versus how things are in real life. So I'll give you an example. Libertarians, we will look at anyone who has their quote unquote status moment and say, hey, see, you're a status. And then mm-hmm. we'll acknowledge that, you know, 50 percent of the country voted for Hillary Clinton and their statists. And we'll acknowledge that there are a strong group of people who are supporting Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And say, look at them, they're statist. But then, in the exact same sentence, we'll then say, well, in our perfect society, nobody would be a statist because we'd all live voluntarily and uh, you, you would not hurt people and not take their stuff. Right. When literally just a breath earlier, we admitted that over half the nation, at the drop of a hat, would go ahead and not only hurt people and take their stuff, but then institute a state to take over instantly. So, like, I think we have a little bit of a, a, co- a cognitive dissonance in, in terms of we acknowledge that there are statists and people who want to hurt people and not take their stuff. But then at the same point in time, ignore that when we're talking about our ideal society and just assuming that, OK, you know, they're going to take they're going to take our new, um, you know, stateless society and, and they're going to sure. they're going to follow right, follow right into line with our ideals. Because mm-hmm. this is the morally correct position. And I think, yes, we, we do have the morally correct position. The problem is that a lot of people in society, they aren't. They're just, okay, they're, they're not. Exactly. So here, hence why we're here. Hence why what we're doing. Yep. We, have to re, we have to change the way people think. 
And it's one person, one heart, and one mind at a time. We're not going to do it overnight. But if we had, if we instilled these principles into people, I think we would have a much more prosperous society. And people would start voting like that. If people thought Agreed. the way we think, we could change that. That's why I'm saying it's very important that we don't soft serve the message. We actually tell people what liberty is. The non-aggression principle, property rights, self-ownership. Very easy. If we instill those values, then everything else will fall in line. And if people have an mm-hmm. option like, well, here's the thing. In the world that we live in with media, mainstream media, what they do is is they say, well, you have two choices. We have no wall or a wall. Wait a minute. There's, there's, all, there's a thousand other answers we can do. There's a thousand other things that we can implement versus building a wall or have no wall, right? What about property rights? Well, I mean, these are just ideas and I don't have the answers to every concept or idea. I have suggestions, but what I'm saying is they give us two, it's a false dichotomy. They give us two choices and that's both of them may be wrong. You know, we have to look outside the box and say, how can we solve this problem without taking people's money, without in, in, infringing on people's rights and also, um, you know, making this place safe, making this area or this part of our world or country or whatever state safe. There's options out there, but we're giving this false dichotomy. It's a mm-hmm. false dichotomy completely. So yeah, that, that's is. what I'm saying. If, if we tell people like this is what liberty is, and if they come over to us, right, they at least have that foundational principles, and then they can start applying it to policies. And to me, we're winning if we do that. And if everyone thought the way, you know, you and I think, it would be great. We wouldn't have the state like we have now. And even if you're a minarchist, I would rather have a minarchist state than what we have now, which we are in currently in a soft tyranny yep. and nobody cares and nobody gives a shit. Their, their head is in the sand and it's mm-hmm. aggravating to me. But again, I want to, I want to teach people about Liberty. And to me, this is how we do it. Well, it's, it's this Jason Stapleton analogy. You know, we're all on the bus towards Liberty. That's right. And uh, we're, we're all going towards the same destination. It's just, you know, we're, we're so far away from it that, Instead of saying, well, you know, listen, I, I get that we're getting off at different stops, but right now we're just trying to get even point the bus point in the right direction. So that's right. I, in the I'm meantime, with, yeah, I'm yeah. with Jason on that, dude. And I, I hear him because but the thing is, is Jason teaches liberty. He teaches right. property rights, self-ownership, yep. his little five part, his five things that he teaches. Right. I mean, like he is doing that. He is not saying, well, we're fiscally conservative, socially liberal and. We believe in some state. Oh, absolutely. He's yep. not doing that. He's saying these are the things we should live by and everything else will follow suit if we go that route. I mean, that's all he is saying. And to me, it's, yep. he's, he's teaching liberty because he's teaching principles. And I think that's what we should be doing and implement it in the media. Make it fun. Make it cool again. So, that, Johnny, it's like you do this professionally. That's a perfect segue because I want to... Uh, make the last point of the show focus on Launchpad Media. So sure, sure, man. obviously, yes, you you went from Blast Off with Johnny Rocket and you had this great rebirth into uh, Launchpad Media. So kind of give us the uh, the spark notes version as to that transition. But then let's just talk about Launchpad Media. Uh, let's list some of the shows you have as a, mem- a part of Launchpad Media. And then where do you see Launchpad Media going here into the future? Well, I you know, again, I started with the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. That's original, uh, no big deal, but it was the Johnny Rocket Launchpad, and I did that for four and a half years, and again, I re- kind of rebranded the show into Blast Off, and so I, I, but I also wanted to rebrand the show because the old show, Johnny Rocket Launchpad, I didn't want to call it Johnny Rocket Launchpad, but we kept the original, like, feel of the Launchpad media, 
So the Launchpad Media, uh, we have some great shows. We have uh, The Law with D.K. Williams. Um, we have Sounds Like Liberty, Postcards from Somalia with Sherry Voluntary, The Last Nighters, uh, Nice Guys Finish Free with Alex Merced, and uh, we have uh, numerous writers like Josh Glosson and Rob Stratton who are on Launchpad Media. So, I mean, we have a lot of different outlets for videos and podcasts and articles. So, again, that's the launchpadmedia.com. And, yeah, I wanted to do that because I wanted, a, 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 like, like I was saying earlier, a cornucopia of liberty. And, again, we have The Law, which is a very interesting show, but it's not necessarily, like, fun. It's just really interesting. And we have Sounds Like Liberty, which we just, we talk to libertarian musicians and artists. And uh, The Last Nighters, which is a show that discusses the libertarian themes in movies. And, of course, you have Blast Off, which I just rant and go off on shit and talk about music and liberty and how it all relates and actually have guests, economists, and guests from all, from all over the world. So, again, this is a, I think it's a great opportunity for liberty to be diverse and also to reach a, a larger audience by making liberty cool. And I, don't, I think we have a problem with our marketing in that department. So, yeah, all right. that's why I'm doing it. That's See, why I'm we, doing it. I'm pretty excited about it, man. And I'm you sticking should to be. that story. I'm sticking we'll to that see. story. <laughs> see, we need more folks like you, Johnny. And I mean, this is one thing I love about my show is that it all kind of, um, all my shows are coming together in this one, you know, uh, it's like a snowball. It's like rolling down the hill and it gets more and more snow along the way and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, I've noticed that with my guests and the messaging we've been having, starting out with, you know, folks like Dean Clancy talking about the value of the Libertarian uh, Party and then having folks like Caleb Franzon talking about doing his free market approach to uh, making liberty relatable in real people's lives and, and him doing the reintegration project to help get uh-huh. ex-offenders uh, ex, uh, back reintegrated into society through uh, getting jobs within the free market. Um, then to folks like Matt Kibbe talking about uh, telling stories and, and relating to people that way to appeal to that yes. emotional uh, that emotional reality that each individual so has. True. So well, you're right, man. And one thing I've noticed that I've been in this, you know, doing this Liberty stuff for a while. One of the things I noticed is that people are very um, immediate. They're very sensing whatever's around them. You know, they, you know, if they see something, they react to it. People are emotional creatures. So if they feel like there's an injustice, they want to react. They want to do something about it. Whereas the libertarian would be like, what's really the root cause of the problem? And and I think it's a, a different way of thinking also we have to kind of untrain what we have learned. And I think that's really important that you bring that up because you're right. Um, telling stories like anecdotes, right? Those are very influential because there's a story. There is an emotional tie to the story. And people feel like they're doing something. And, and, and that's very effective, especially in media. And those guys have nailed it. They have nailed it. I don't think a lot of people um, within the greater liberty movement understand or Maybe they don't want to understand or acknowledge, but like the the reality is that the stories and I know the the argument is, you know, it goes back to Ben Shapiro. Facts don't care about your feelings. That's great. But people have feelings regardless. So us telling these stories that, yes, are based on emotion or at the very least can uh, uh, have some emotional appeal. Mm-hmm. It's going to resonate with people. It's going it to it's going to it's going to hit something in their their heartstring. And they're like, man, you know, it didn't happen to me. But it happened to my best friend's sister like that. Exactly. I, I remember, you know, when when she was going to uh, to, I don't know, apply for a, a driver's license and they they you know looked at her her record and she had some past conviction of whatever it may be and stopped her from even being able to to move freely like you know, stuff like that. It's it, that's 
you know, a silly example. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, but that people can realize that there are very real let's occupational licensing right there. I mean, people who literally, I had a guy who, um, I live here in Philly. He was an Uber driver and his brother moved to Philadelphia to be a barber. And he almost couldn't be a barber because the license to cut people's hair is so expensive in Philadelphia that mm-hmm. he, he didn't have the money. So here he is really like three years in Philadelphia, Ubering, just trying to get enough money so he can be a barber. To think that the state has that much influence and that much uh, leverage to stop someone from cutting hair. Like exactly. that's, that's yeah. that, ridiculous. And, that, yeah. and that's what we have to do is we have to tell these stories and we have to make it so people can hear that and then relay it I to, uh, to mm-hmm. other examples in their, either their lives or significant others' lives. Well, you ask anybody, has the state screwed you? Everybody in some way, shape or form, everybody would agree. And, and so, you know, you have to bring it back sometimes and say, well, this happened to you. This happened to you. You got screwed. You had to, you have to pay like 50% of your, your income to the state. You have to do this. You had to do this or you know, whatever regulation or whatever. Everybody in this world has been screwed over by the government one way or another. And I think we need to focus on that. Tell people, you know what? You've been screwed the entire time and you just keep taking it. You keep taking it. Maybe it's time to rethink this whole state thing. And maybe you should learn about the ideas of liberty. Again, you're right, man. Did you know, name me one person who has not been screwed over by the state besides the people maybe in the state. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Like people like Bernie Sanders, that's all he has done is lived off the state. I mean, I don't think he's ever worked a day in his life. But I mean, the average person, Joe down the street, has everybody has been screwed over one way or another. And I think we should focus in on that. And show 100%. people the injustice. Yeah, hundred percent agreed, sir. Well, um, it, it's hard to imagine, but that was a a fast forty minutes. Um, <laughs> it, it caught me off guard. I looked down at the uh, the the timer. I was like, "Holy cow, that that episode flew." So, um, unfortunately, we're at the part of the show where I like to start wrapping things up. So, um, with that, I kind of uh, stole something from Dear Leader, and that is the the final thoughts se- uh, section of the show. Okay. But before I give you the final thoughts, one thing I like my guests to do. And I've, I've started this year, the new year, is to give a fun fact about uh, yourself, whether it's something, you know, in your personal life or or something interesting that's coming up down the road. And then, uh, yeah, your final thoughts for uh, for the episode today, Johnny. OK, fun fact about me. Hmm. Um, I like jazz music. A lot of people think I just like rock and roll, but actually I like <laughs> jazz more than rock and roll. Yaz but flute. I, what's that? Yaz flute, as Anchorman would say. Uh, yeah. 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 So I like jazz a lot. So a lot of people don't know that. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe I've said it on my show. I'm not sure. Whatever. But anyway, so uh, and I, I, dude, I, I love the show. I think it's important that we talk about this stuff. And I think it's important that we talk about media. And I don't think there's enough podcasts that are actually discussing the ideas of how are we going to how are we going to put our message out there and messaging. And so I think thank you for the opportunity for having me on here and discussing. Well, it kind of got into philosophy earlier. But anyways, Looking at it, I think it's important that we get, how do we get the message out there? And I think mm-hmm. there's multitude of ways to do it. But again, I think the best way to do it is to appeal to emotions and to be entertaining. And I think laughter is also an emotion that we should take into consideration. A lot of people like comedy. Yeah. And if we can spread mm-hmm. liberty in comedy, I think we're, we're on the right track. Amen. All right. Well, listen, Johnny, we're at that point now where I unfortunately have to say goodbye. But before I do... Tell people where we can go ahead and find you over on social media and where they can find uh, Blasts Off of Johnny Rocket and the rest of the Launchpad Media. Uh, yeah, so it's thelaunchpadmedia.com, thelaunchpadmedia.com. Make sure you put the in there. And check me out at blastoffshow.com. And again, that's blastoffshow, 
com. Awesome. And folks, of course, you can find all those links over on the uh, the show notes at The Brian Nichols Show. And as always, hey, if you like today's episode, please go ahead, share with family and friends. And if you really want to be a special listener, go ahead and do a, a fun, phenomenal write and review. Um, that would, always helps us get to the top of the iPad, or I, iPad iTunes charts. Uh, and as always, if you want to go ahead and follow me on social media, at B Nichols Liberty, both on Facebook and on Twitter. Our Patreon, of course, at B Nichols Liberty. And if you want to make that one-time PayPal donation, it's the Brian Nichols Show at gmail.com on PayPal. Again, that's that one-time PayPal donation if the Patreon thing freaks you out or you just don't like Patreon anymore because you were told not to by Jordan Peterson and, and uh, Dave Rubin. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here on the Brian Nichols Show. It's been a fantastic interview here with Johnny Rocket from the uh, blast off uh, with Johnny Rocket in the Launchpad Media. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.